Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. This is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and William Hill. Delighted as ever to be joined with Dev Sarni. I've been hounding him all week for a Zoom. I've been tracking him down <laughs> so much. I've been seeing him run. I've been seeing him run. You actually have. So, you know, we're That's finally mad. You him. actually have. Because we're, I... we're from the, the from the same area, you have actually seen me running about in my uh, Box Raw t-shirt. Shout out Box Raw. Send me another one. But yeah, we're, we're here. We're here. Good to speak to you, mate. I know, I did see, I like, you know, driving back to my house and I saw, like, I couldn't help but see this absolute machine catch my eye walking past. <laughs> and I was like, God, I didn't know, I didn't know where it was. Man. And I just see, I see, yeah. as it clocked me as you run past, I was like, that's Dev. I mean, you're looking yeah. in tip-top shape, mate. I'm trying, mate. Look, I, I was stopping a lot of traffic that day. A lot of people do stop and go, is that really him? Could that be him? There's no way it's him. But, guys, it is me. You must be practising for the, for the fight day 5Ks, mate. <laughs> yeah <laughs> thankfully we don't do them they're not a queensbury tradition so uh yeah um uh you know if if i'm ever called upon for that i'll i'll happily you know sort of stop halfway through absolutely well we'll jump into we'll jump into the boxing um i suppose we'll touch on last time i did see you well you know not intentionally uh tyson fury versus francis and garner launched press conference you know very very you know yourself hosting it it must have been a really good experience for you and uh what did you make of the whole presser as a whole yeah, look, look, you're right. It was it was mad for me. Like on a personal mm-hmm. note, I was going like, to say this. Yeah. The what biggest like one personally? I've done. Yeah. yeah, like on a personal note, it's the biggest one I've done. Like I I wasn't sure that I'd get to do it. Um, so it, it was it was good that they you know the the guys at Queensbury showed the faith in me and and let me have it. And look, I think I think I did a good job and I really enjoyed it. It's surreal being sat up there next to Tyson Fury and. Uh, you know, yeah, it it was brilliant, and and the press conference itself, I thought was great. I mean, um, there's not a huge amount of animosity between Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou, yet it still proved to be a very entertaining and at times fascinating press conference. Tyson Fury delving into the respect he has for Francis Ngannou's backstory, talking about the Mike Tyson element, all all of this kind of stuff, and Ngannou saying about how it's it's his dream to become boxing world champion at the end. 
Tyson Fury demanding to see parts of Francis and Garnu's body. I mean, it had a bit of everything, Lewis. It had a bit yeah. of everything. <laughs> I, I was going to say that, you know, when when you see that, you see the media, the media turnout for that was, mate, that red carpet was absolutely ridiculous. Like, I turned up, I didn't realise it was going on. I turned up like a little bit late to the red carpet. I, I just turned back straight away because there was no point, no, no way I was getting on it. Um, so, you know, what did you make of the whole media reception and how the reception of the fight has gone um, so far? It's it's obviously a big, big fight, a huge event. You, you, you just like I, I had that, as I say, that privilege of being up on the stage and starting the press conference, hosting it and looking out at, at all the all the crowd, all the media that was there. I've never hosted one to such a, a big amount of people like that before. And I've, I've got to do some big ones um, so far. That's by far the biggest. And um, it's it's worthy of it. You know, as much as maybe hardcore boxing fans may have a go at this fight and, and dig it out, this goes to a whole different audience. And it's I don't think people are necessarily, certainly not, you know, the hardcore boxing fans. I don't think they appreciate enough uh how important it is, how big it is for boxing to be opening up Riyadh season this year. That's a very, very big deal. And there's a bigger picture here, which could be just great news for boxing. So stick with us. This is a huge, huge fight. It's going to be a great event. Everyone's going to enjoy it. Uh, millions will be tuning in uh, around the world. And it's a chance for boxing to showcase it's Gypsy King yeah. and Francis Ngannou has, has the chance, by the way. I, I know people don't like the word lineal too much, but I'll tell you, I love the word lineal. And Francis Ngannou is the lineal MMA champion. He has the chance on one night to walk away as the lineal MMA champion and the lineal boxing heavyweight champion. That's huge. Come on, Lewis. Come on, mate. That's huge. Whilst it is huge, and I completely understand it is a massive event, do you feel like, you know, the... The, the the hype of the event and how big it is is almost being, you know, it, it's it's sort of overestimated in a way. People are saying, are people thinking it's bigger than it actually is? Because, you know, Gareth A. Davies came out and said it's bigger than McGregor versus Mayweather, things like that. Do you feel like in some aspects people, obviously it is a big fight, but it's being sort of made to be bigger than it actually is? No, I think it's got a great chance uh, of the whole Mayweather-McGregor thing. That, that was a monster as well, uh, no doubt about that. But this, I mean, we, we was tallying up some of the views we was looking at the other day. Like Queensbury alone got like 40-odd million views across its social media channels. We're, we're looking at like across everything else, other people chipping in and that. It's over like 200 million just just on clips from this presser like, and live streams from this press conference. It's it's a monster. It's certainly, look, Frank, Frank kept saying from the very inception of the fight, this is the biggest fight I've ever been involved in. I was like, I mean, come on, he's done a few. Yeah. And Fury White was an absolute monster. That was record-breaking at, at Wembley. That was quite recently. But he's been absolutely adamant. This is the biggest one. After seeing that press conference, after seeing the reaction, the following news stories, the views that have come in, I'd probably make him right. So, uh, yeah, I don't think the, the uh, size of this is being overestimated at all. And... There's still so much more to come, mate. I mean, I mean, honestly, when when you see some of the marketing that these guys are going to do, it's like something you've never seen before. It's uh, for, for boxing again to have that place. I mean, Tyson Fury's already become very, very famous. The Netflix thing all helps. After this, after this fight, after the marketing campaign leading into it, you you are dealing with a a kind of commercial juggernaut. It's uh, it's huge. Yeah, and that's that's completely fair. And 
from this, this now forms a partnership. Frank was talking about with Saudi Arabia, um, and you know that is seen in the future as the future of of, of boxing. We're going to potentially see massive fights out there. How big do you think this relationship can be with with Queensbury and Saudi Arabia? Starting off with Fury and Garner. Yeah, look, yeah, look I, I think Queensbury are very comfortable with um, with this relationship. Everyone seems to be uh, on the same page and wants to do big things. And um, yeah, let's see. I'm sure this event's going to be a, a huge success, and, and everyone's going to walk away from it very, very happy. And it's uh, again, I, I can't stress enough that position to open up Riyadh season yeah. with a boxing event is, is so significant. So uh, yeah, these these guys over there uh, clearly really like boxing. They've got the bug for it, and we like boxing too. So it's it's a good ingredient. Does it show how far Fury's come and Ngannou have come, both as characters, where? There's no real no real links that they have to Saudi Arabia and they are opening up Riyadh season, as you say. Well, look, these are worldwide stars. They are, they are, you know, Tyson Fury is the world heavyweight champion. Francis Ngannou was the UFC world heavyweight champion. Uh, you, you touch so many parts of the world with this fight. Uh, and yeah, Saudi Arabia, they want to be involved in events like this. So absolutely, look, it's, it's a point to the stardom of, of the fighters involved, but also the significance of the fight. It's quite a historic event when you think about it. Yeah. Lineal versus lineal, come on. Yeah. And, and another thing you said um, in a previous interview, um, you said that this is might be the riskiest fight of Tyson Fury's career. What factors make you think that that is the riskiest fight? Mate, just that if he if he looks bad in it, that's the thing. You can lose without losing. OK, mm -hmm. so there's the if you lose you know, completely, that's it. He's done. He can't leave the house. Right. But what if you what if you get wobbled? That's another loss, really. If you get wobbled against Francis Ngannou, even though he's such a massive puncher, people will say he's finished. What if Francis Ngannou lands a few clean combos and Tyson Fury is not quite ready for it? That, that's another loss, really. There's, all of the jeopardy is with Tyson Fury because there's so many scenarios in which he comes out of this with his... Uh, People are going to slam him anyway, right? But people are going to say, he's done. He's finished. Look, Ngannou was able to land that shot. Imagine what Usyk would do. Imagine what AJ would do. All of that sort of stuff. So that's why it's particularly risky because uh, the, the consequences of looking bad and, and even worse, losing are uh, quite, quite horrendous. Absolutely. And there's been a, been a few moments of the undercard. Um, although Tyson Fury... And Francis Ngannou on there, and obviously you know Dev Sani was on there as well. The headlines didn't come from either of them three people; they came from two <laughs> people who potentially could be on the undercard: David Adelaide and Fabio Wardley, who got into you know a, a scuffle is uh, quite an understatement. Um, when you first see it, what was your reaction? And if this fight, if this fight could be on the undercard, is it worried that it could be in jeopardy? Yeah, so I, obviously I missed it. I was I was downstairs like sorting oh, stuff okay. out and preparing for the press conference so uh, i had only seen clips now I've, I've seen more and more clips um and look you don't want it really do you, you don't you, it's especially in a scenario where a fighter could get cut and then it could jeopardize any potential fight it's all well and good you know getting hyped up and getting at each other but there there's a line and it feels like that line unfortunately got crossed so w we don't want to see that we don't condone that sort of uh, behavior um, so look, I, I don't know if and when this fight is going to happen. I'm crossing my fingers that it happens very, very soon when we all want to see it. Um, and in a, in a perverse way, it's it's made it bigger. 
but it, it's in by no stretch uh, can we condone having a rollabout on a red carpet. It's, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't about them. So that shouldn't have happened. Um, but yeah, it clearly shows that these are two two guys who can't be trusted around each other, who don't like each other. And, and as you well know, in, in, you know, in your business, that's uh, that's ingredients for a, for a big fight. Absolutely. Um, definitely. And as, as we move on, speaking, keeping on the, on the subject of Tyson Fury, um, he did he did come out and say that he was done with sort of undisputed fights. He wants to fight John Jones next and Garnu next, but also comes out that um, you know, there's talks of undisputed versus Alexander Rusik. That they're looking, they're very confident. All parties are confident of that. Do you think you know we shouldn't take too much of what Fury says about fighting John Jones? And you know we want to see undisputed, and that could happen early next year. Look, I think Tyson Fury likes to have fun with the media. And I think he has proved that throughout his career. He's talked about some of his methods leading up to fights and how it's helped him prepare for fights, things like that. If you get what I'm uh, what I'm talking about, I think he likes to have fun. Um, if you watch his Netflix, you can see that he has different changes in in moods. Um, so, yeah, look, I think it just depends what mood Tyson Fury is in, how he feels on the day, as to what he's going to say in an interview, and that's part of his kind of kind of part of his charm really you never really know what you're going to get but i uh i don't know i i would hope to see the uh the undisputed fight um uh, frank is saying the same sort of thing everything seems to look quite positive for that but there's a there's a few hurdles to overcome one of them being francis and Ghanu, who's trying to knock out tyson fury so uh, we'll see Absolutely. Well, we'll move on to other heavyweight fights that seem to have obstacles in front of them. Um, something you've always been a bit sceptical on, Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. Um, it seems now that, although it was locked in, Saudi Arabia are now you know, potentially losing, sort of push, put back in away their interest. Eddie Hearn's now talking about this being in Vegas or potentially Wembley. AJ might have another fight in December. Wilder might have a fight in November. Um, what do you make of this whole uh, couple, I suppose, you're sort of getting proved to be right? <sighs> Uh, I just, I just want to get on with it, really. I mean, yeah, it's meant to have been locked in. I, I've wanted to see this fight since, since Deontay Wilder knocked out Luis Ortiz. That was a very, very risky fight that I was surprised Deontay Wilder took because I didn't think Deontay Wilder was all that. At that point, I wasn't so sure, and I thought Ortiz was a real sleeping giant in the heavyweight division. When Deontay Wilder knocked him out pounded his chest and started talking about Anthony Joshua, I thought, yeah, this is this is the fight. I want to see this. And then I started just feeling that the energy wasn't quite there from not so much Anthony Joshua, but that side of it, the feeling that it could be bigger. You know, when, when Eddie Hearn's walking down the streets of New York saying, do you know who Deontay Wilder is? Do you know who Deontay Wilder is? That that doesn't feel like a progressive step for the fight. That doesn't feel like something to to build the fight up. That seems like something to to play down uh, the the credentials of the opponent and almost make us forget or make us think, oh, you don't really want to see that fight. So, look, I think the fight has been put off for a little while. I think it's always been a case of do it for the most amount of money, which is which is perfectly fine. That's what you'd want to do. But I think this uh, this money that they maybe thought was on the table might not be on the table now. And maybe the figures that they talked about were the only sort of figures that they'd entertain to actually take that kind of risk. Um, yeah, I mean, so, some of the figures you, you, you heard about for that fight were obscene, like huge, huge amounts of money. It's kind of like that's your last fight kind of money. But if that money suddenly gets uh, halved, for example, 
that is it still worth it? Do they still want to do it? We keep hearing about what a big fight it is. Do it at Wembley. Do it in Vegas. We all want to see it, right? Um, so yeah, I just want them to get on with it. Do you feel like AJ has no way to go now? It has to be Deontay Wilder, or it has to be a big fight next for him. Do you feel like he's almost been no, backed into a corner? No. But what what else could he do? I suppose he he can do he can do whatever he wants. He's look. He's got he's got he's got a very uh, very shrewd and good promoter around him who will be able to navigate these waters. Um, and uh, look, as I said at the time, I don't see the Deontay Wilder fight being next for Anthony Joshua. And it's, again, it's not any dig at Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua is a fighter. He's a warrior. And, and you know, he's just come off a knockout win. Didn't look great leading up to it, but he's got come off a knockout win. So I think he, he probably wouldn't care. He'd just be like, okay, show me the money. Oh, is, that's a lot. Great. I'll, I'll go and have a fight with Deontay Wilder. But I just think he's got a lot of mouths around him that... Um, that need feeding and they probably think if we're going to take the wilder fight the fight in which we're actually the underdog in against the biggest puncher in boxing um we need to make sure that we get we get well fed for that fight and if suddenly it doesn't look like they're going to get fed as well maybe they're not as keen yeah i suppose in another way could we see this i suppose with what you're saying there but you know on another hand could we see this as a w obviously there's still a wbc eliminator to be to be called, Andy Ruiz is pulled out of that. Do you think there's any chance that AJ and Ruiz and AJ and Wilder could have like a, a WBC eliminator? I mean, that make the most sense if you think about it. Let's let's see. Let's let's see if, if they if they order the fight uh, and what happens if they if they're actually serious about trying to do it, trying to do a deal, or is it just we're only going to take this fight if we think we're going to earn this much money? If suddenly the fight's there for this much money, do you still want it as much, or do you want to fight an inferior opponent? or two for maybe this much money because you t- take a couple of them it sort of adds up to that anyway so that that's that's my my feeling is they won't fight wilder they'll fight someone easier which is most heavyweights by the way because wilder's a you know wilder's a monster fight someone easier and there may be someone easier after that and it will amount to the same sort of money that they'd make for a wilder fight in in the UK or or the US if you take a couple of them it all adds up and you, and you won't get knocked out in the fight well, I suppose with what you're saying there, you said about the you know, the money from Saudi offering a purse compared to something in America. Could this, could this, you know, although Saudi is good, could this cause a problem where you know someone like you said AJ or his team wouldn't be as willing to take a fight because you know whilst him and Wilder is still a big fight, the money that Saudi are offering simply you know in the UK at Wembley Stadium or in Vegas, we that can't that can't be competed with those sort of figures. Is could you think that could be a problem? Well, look, those figures only exist if you actually can get those figures, right? So, like, we keep hearing our, we, we've agreed our deal and agreed our side of the deal, but what, like, with who and uh, what? What is it? Like, have you got it? Like, there, there was no, no actual contract. So you can talk about any numbers in the world. I could say to you, Lou, you know, Lewis, I, I, I'm going to offer you a hundred million pounds for a fight, and you could be like, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. but I'm not good for it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, course, and yeah. I don't want to fight you anyway. You know, you're much bigger than me. So definitely not. But um, yeah, cheers, mate. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I don't need that smoke from Lewis Hart, but um, <laughs> look, it's, uh, I think, I think, I just think they should get on with it. Look, Las Vegas will, will give them a, a good, you know, purse for, for the fight. And, and maybe the figures that they thought they were going to get uh, no longer exist. I don't know. 
Well, we'll I want to see on. it though. Don't don't you just want to see the fight? Of course just, we do. Mate. At this point, at this point, just just crack on with it. Stop and stop telling me it's locked in and uh, like, come on, just just do it. <laughs> I think I think we're at the day and age now though, where we know that you know that isn't always the case. With when, when fights being locked in and that, and for me, it's always a very much factor of unless it's a press conference or unless people are sitting there, you know, the fight yeah. ain't done for me. So was, how long yeah, was Spence I... Crawford locked in for? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. No, mate, I completely agree with you. That's that's the thing when you hear about any of these fights, you're just like, okay, I'll fully believe it when there's an official fight poster and there's a launch press conference and they're facing off. Yeah. These are the good signs, not just like there's been talks or yeah. like even today, like I, I'm seeing it yeah. all the time about you know their talks are increasing and all of this sort of stuff. Boxing fans don't really care. It, you yeah. you put up something like that, they're just gonna be like Okay, yeah, go on, just let me know when it's done. And I think that's, for me, the best fight announcements are the ones that just come yeah. out of nowhere. And you're like, wow. Canelo Charlo, for example. Canelo, yeah, Canelo Jamel Charlo. Jamel obviously thought it was going to be Jamal. So. And I'll tell you another one that came out of the blue Canelo Khan, when that one landed, yeah. because all we were hearing about was like, Oh, is Khan going to fight Kell Brook? Is it going to finally happen? And then suddenly, boom, Canelo Khan poster goes out. What? So I, I, I'd like to see some more surprises in, in announcements. And uh, I think fans in general would. Absolutely. We'll stick on the topic heavyweight. It's been a very heavyweight focused chat, but we can't help but, you know, we can't ignore the fact that there is a massive, massive heavyweight fight coming to London next weekend. Uh, repeat or revenge is a simple answer for you. Joe Joyce takes on Gilet Zhang. We got to see Zhang today. Um, how excited are we for next Saturday? I'm very excited, mate. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I saw Zhang today. Zhang landed in the UK. If you check the uh, the Queensbury socials, he had a message for Joe Joyce right down the camera. He said to him, hey, Joe, chat shit again, get zanged again. Uh, sort of follow on to his uh, his opening message ahead of the first fight. So, um, and I'll tell you, like being around them, because I saw Joe the other day at the, uh, the Fury and Garni press conference. Joe looks bigger. He looks thicker. He looks heavier. Zhang for me looked a little bit lighter than what he did the first time, so uh, I wonder how how that's going to tally up in terms of weight. Because I think there was about a stone between them for yeah, the first fight. Was, yeah. I don't know if there's going to be much at all uh, in this one. I'm very very interested, but it feels like Joe Joyce has taken on board the whole thing about oh we came in too light, um, and it feels like he's gone back to juggernaut weight and juggernaut weight even though he's often talking about it's not being his optimum weight against joseph parker i think that probably was his optimum weight because he looked like a machine in there took a few but landed plenty as well and got him out of there so it's it's such a good fight and we already know how good it is we've seen zhang shock the world so the last time Joe Joyce was an underdog like this, the last time he had people writing him off like this, saying he's no good, he's too old, he's too slow, he gets hit too often, was before he boxed Daniel Dubois. And he put on, for me, a career-best performance in that fight, evaded all the big power shots and stuck to his boxing. If he can do that against Xile Zhang, he's got a great chance. Well, we'll touch on the... I know we'll, we'll be catching up next week about this, so just go run for it briefly but you know we've got one big bang on the main event but we need to talk about the big bang on the undercard Pierce O'Leary yes. is back in a brilliant brilliant fight I spoke to him yesterday yeah. he's bang up for it Um, that's a great fight for Pierce he's big bang up for it he's big yeah. bang up for it mate I'm a I'm a big fan of Pierce O'Leary like when when you just like talk to him 
you just see how serious he is. And he's the sort of guy who spends all this time like uh, away from his family and he's fighting for his family and he's always thinking about his family and that. And he brings all of that into it, takes all of that into the ring with him. He's just a serious, intense guy and a very serious fighter. And the opponent is a good opponent. This is one of those measuring stick kind of opponents where he's coming off a good win himself as well, Kane Gardner. So good, good, intriguing fight. And... If he carries on in the vein of form that he's in, Pierce O'Leary, it won't be long till he has a world title around his waist. He hits so hard, and I can't believe he's like he's like 22 years old. He he's got an aura about him, like he's like late 20s. There's something yeah. much more manly. His, his sort of wisdom he's got, the way he speaks, sort of beguiles his years. So uh, yeah, he he's a he's a good good talent. Yeah, we see, we actually do see Alois Jr. and Tommy Fletcher sharing a car. We know their history. I'm sure if there is a press conference, you're gonna get, you're gonna get the, uh, you're gonna bring the smoke. And you're gonna try and get him rolled up, both to try and get a back and forth with them. Yeah, look, I, I don't think it will take much stirring between them. Like, there's been a bit of back and forth on social media. You got two young cruiserweight prospects there both have had un- under 10 fights maybe even under five fights i need to d- d- double check that they haven't had many at all and um both hit very hard both look the part and both believe they can beat each other they've sparred before as well and i'm sure both will have plenty to say about what has happened in those spars so uh yeah, I'm I'm hyped about that. We can't do it yet, though. Like we've got yeah, to build that one up. I know everyone's like, "Oh, just chuck them in, do it now." What's the problem? No, definitely not, because that's the sort of fight you keep you build them both up, keep them unbeaten, keep them knocking people out, and then suddenly, bang, you get a big one. So, uh, yeah. Do you think it is like they're on a collision course in a way, and they're definitely going to meet? I think it's inevitable. They're both under the same promotional banner. They're both very, very good fighters. I can't see either of them taking a loss anytime soon. Uh, I think it's, I just think it's inevitable. And it's it's good to start those sorts of conversations now so that when they do clash, it will have been talked about for a little while uh, and they'll make the most money that they can from it. We both, we also see the Noakes brothers on the undercard as well, um, and also a return of Anthony Yard, which I'm sure everyone is excited for. Not obviously he has a bit of issue with Ricky, so it's not going to be Ricky Summers anymore. Um, but good to get Yard back out there and obviously see the Noakes brothers as well. Yeah, look, I'm a big fan of the Noakes brothers. They're they're from Round Our Way. Yeah. Uh, they're they're Maidstone boys. They got they'll bring down the Maidstone massive with yeah. them as well. And uh, Sam Noakes, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Is there any other? champion or like belt holder in the uk who has a hundred percent knockout rate we was talking about this the the other day in the oh, office and I, i'm not sure that there is like i'm trying, mm, I'm yeah, trying to, i can't think but, of anyone i can't I, there might be like an area champion or something like that or any or like a you know a welsh champion or something so yeah. i i don't keep you know, i mean i can't keep yeah, yeah. record, but you might be true mate it might be right it might be true but like one thing's for sure he hits very, very hard. He's knocked out everyone that he has ever boxed. He he is Maystone's answer to Art of Baturbia. So he's he's a he's a real real problem. He is, and he's he's a great great lad as well. And so is Sean Noakes as well. He's a couple of years older and a couple of steps behind in his career, but he's heading exactly the same way. He's um he's started getting a few little viral knockouts as well. So yeah. keep an eye on Noakes brothers. I I think it's going to be very very noisy in there. And of course, the return of Anthony Yard. This is um, it's just going to be good to see him out, right? I mean, after what everything that he left in the ring against Arta Baturbia, if he gave it his heart, his soul, he poured everything into it, and it took Tundi pulling him out. 
Otherwise, he'd probably still be there right now yeah. trying to knock out Arta Baturbiev. It, yeah. It's one of those ones. So it'd um, be great to see him. I think right now he has become one of the biggest stars in British boxing. And I think after that last fight and that performance, he has all of British boxing's respect. That hasn't necessarily always been the case, but I think they're there now. Uh, Anthony Yard is there. Tundi Ajay is there. And... Um, Good for them. Be good to see him out. And hopefully, look, let's let's keep an eye on that Boatsy Aziz. Fight. I was literally just about to say that. I was Come literally on. just about to say that. You think he's keeping an eye on it then? He has to be. Look, we'll we'll ask him this this week if he if you know next week if he is keeping an eye on it. I I'm, I'm not sure what he'll say. He'll probably just say I'm keeping an eye on myself. You know, like some fighters just just do that. Yeah. But for, for me, that is a that's a glorious fight at some point. I mean, the Boatsy yard fight has been talked about for years, but if Dan Aziz goes and beats Joshua Boatsy, that's another great fight. These are these these guys who have sparred before as well, Aziz and Yard. I think we're in a good spot. Hundred percent, Dev. Just wanted to say thank you for taking time to speak. It's been good to good to catch up with you, mate. It's been good to chat to you, and always a pleasure, mate, catching up with you. So I appreciate you taking the time to speak to me, mate. Hopefully, I'll be seeing you on on more runs, mate. I yeah, might have to join, might have trying, to join you at some point. Might have to join you at well, some I'd, point. You, you'll leave me in the dust, mate. Like I oh, am. Like I know you said the thing about me, like being a machine and all that. I, sometimes I catch my reflection as I go past a reflective surface. It just looks like I'm running in slow motion. I'm like all hunched over and all that. In my head, I'm thinking this is it. This is Rocky. I'm going out there. I'm fighting Drago. Then I catch the reflection. It's just like a hunched little man just <laughs> running along, trudging along. So. Uh, yeah, just honk your horn next time. That that will pick me up, and we were yeah. Get yeah, it going. I didn't I didn't realize it was you till you till you walked past me, and then it, and then it clocked, and I was like, but you had the hat on as well, so it's like you know what I mean. It's hard, mate. Back to front as well. Back People to front still as do well. That. I had it. Yeah, back... back to front. I yeah. did. I do what have to did say, you think mate, of that? Well, you know, you had the hat on back to front. You had thermals on as well, and I was like, mate, it's about twenty five degrees. Like, are you? Are you? I don't know if you, are you trying to cut yeah. weight or something like that, mate. What's like? What's that? You Sometimes must be yes. Sometimes yeah. yes. To be fair, I did get one of those box raw um, shout out again, box raw, one yeah. of them sweatsuits. Just, just a you know. Sometimes you need yeah. a little top up of the jawline if you're yeah. going into a big press conference. Just a. Just to make sure you're looking good, you know? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Definitely. So I appreciate the chat, mate. It's always good to speak to you. And yeah, <laughs> catch up next week, mate. You too, mate. Take care. Thank you, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.